on this episode of Backstage Brew. So I'm now going to call you Greg James for the rest of this podcast. Oh, I wish, I wish. <laughs> Do you know what? I actually met Greg and he was honestly so lovely. You know, when you meet someone and you're like, I really hope they're as nice as you think they're going to be. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he absolutely was. So those are shoes that I have zero intention of trying to fill anytime soon. Um, but yeah, it was amazing to just fill it. Just for even a couple of days, it was, it was really cool. Backstage Brew, the podcast. Backstage at festivals, gigs, theatres and on TV and film sets. Now here's your host, Mark Jarvis. Backstage Brew is with the legendary Robin Richford. Hiya. Hiya. You okay? Hi. Yeah, I'm good. What's in your brew? Oh, well, I've gone for a standard brew today because um, I've actually been having coffee in the morning and I'm like, oh, I shouldn't really have this much caffeine. So I've gone standard with oat milk and sugar. Oh, good choice. Is that tea? Mm-hmm. Yeah, tea. Cool. Because some people, some people will come on and they're like, uh, it's just milk and sugar. Like, oh. Interesting <laughs> brew. And they're like, oh, and a tea bag as well. I'm like, right, there we go. Lovely. <laughs> um, yes, yes. No, there is tea in it. Is, I was going to go herbal because of the caffeine. And then I was like, do you know what? Actually, I think I need a proper brew. Although some people have said to me that actually certain herbal teas do have caffeine in them as well. So that ruined that plan for me. But I mean. Yeah. I know, right? Also, we don't even call it a brew in Scotland, call it a cuppa. Oh, interesting. There's many names for it, but (laughs) we're going with brew today. And also, we've got you on the show because you are smashing it. Tell me how you do it and all your secrets that you are willing to give away. Um, Well, let's start off with uh, Christmas because Christmas was pretty special for you, wasn't it? Yeah, I had a pretty good Christmas or actually Christmas was stressful, but um, after Christmas, I was on Radio 1. Right. So tell us, uh, for the people that don't know about the Christmas schedule, how it comes about. Yeah. So basically, Radio 1 started this thing last year where they get new presenters come in and present for the week over Christmas and up to New Year. Um, and yeah, so you obviously audition and do all the, the fun stuff. And so I was presenting the breakfast show on the 30th and 31st of December um, live, which was, ah, it was amazing and scary and terrifying and exciting all at the same time. So I'm now going to call you Greg James for the rest of this podcast. Oh, I wish, <laughs> I wish. Do you know what? I actually met Greg and he was honestly so lovely. You know, when you meet someone and you're like, I really hope they're as nice as you think they're going to be. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he absolutely was. So those are shoes that I have zero intention of trying to fill anytime soon. Um, but yeah, it was amazing to just fill in just for even a couple of days. It was it was really cool. Yeah. I, what what an amazing person she used to fill in for those two days as well. So um, oh. it's, it's a really amazing opportunity and you did so well. I listened in, obviously, and it was such a good show. The anthems, throwbacks galore. And you get to work with the producer as well. And, you know, those producers at that level are incredible at what they do. How was it working with someone like that? Does it give you a completely different radio experience to kind of anything that you've had before? Yeah, absolutely. I think that was the biggest the biggest change for me um I felt like I was part of a team and it was just I I felt braver than I would normally on radio I felt like there was kind of someone there to just double check everything with like just especially because I the first day I was incredibly nervous because obviously I was up at half past three um the show started at six and so my body was just like what's going on you've been sleeping until like noon because it's been Christmas um so I was really nervous and to have someone there to really guide you through was just yeah it it was invaluable to be honest and it was an experience that I was just like oh my gosh like 
this is a whole different thing. Um, but the, uh, I mean, I'm sure all the producers are amazing there, but I'm slightly biased and I do believe I had two of the best in the biz. Um, they were just so different, so different. Um, one was major high energy, totally hands-on. The other one was super chilled. Um, and both of them just had completely different qualities, but everything I needed all at the same time. It was really, really good. That's great though, because you learn completely different things from both producers. And I think in terms of the whole rounded radio experience and everything that you can get from the Christmas schedule, that's probably brilliant because you pick up so much more than maybe you would have just with working with one of them. Absolutely. And I think that my two shows, although the output would have I imagine sounded quite similar for me they were completely different and like if I was to think back to a moment in one of the shows I would be e I would easily be able to identify which day it was because it, they were just completely different experiences for me Um, one because I was obviously crazy nervous the first day and the second day I was like I got this <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was such a different thing um, but yeah especially because the producers were so different I felt like I learned more in two days than I probably ever have, <laughs> which is mental, really. Yeah, 100%. And this is it, isn't it? It's just a massive opportunity. Um, and it must have just felt incredible, partly because your socials went off. You had fans for days. People were like, like none of us had ever met before, being like, yeah, this Robin Richford, give her a job. That, that must be weird. Yeah, it, it, it was very overwhelming like I've obviously had some like press in the past like with the tv stuff I've done but nothing quite to that scale and like to have honestly my dms were just completely full of so much support and love and it was just so nice and like people were genuinely like when are you back on and I was like I don't know um and so yeah it was just lovely and just to see people like driving to work or um they were like oh I got, got up early to listen to you like I set my alarm and people were sending pictures of them in bed with a brew <laughs> um listening and yeah it was actually really overwhelming because I just hadn't really anticipated that response at all mm. yeah and this is it i mean people obviously listening in bed with a brew they obviously are like loving listening to you but they don't probably don't realize the, the the level of effort that goes in behind the scenes with radio one and also with scrambled which we'll come to in a second the working day starts very early doesn't it i mean you know what what kind of a routine do you have to go through first thing in the morning to actually get yourself out of bed because i know for me I, sometimes i struggle yeah so my top tip is like you have to almost almost forget what time it is and treat it as if you were getting up at say eight or nine or um because otherwise your brain is just gonna go nah, nah, i'm not ready for this sort of thing so my top tip is i always go for a run um, before anything big I go for a run the mornings of Radio 1 I was out running at half past three in the morning it was pitch black um, and I had to do it because there was no other way that I knew how I would get to like you know noon kind of 12 o'clock Robin level um, without doing that and so yeah that's my top tip that's how I do everything before scrambled even if I've got to be on set by half six I will have gone for a run in the morning at half five um, yeah it, it's a bit meant it, I don't know it's, it's, it's a funny one because if you saw me like on my days off or you know just now in lockdown like I am not the kind of person that would jump out of bed at five in the morning but I just know like 
in order to do my job to the level that I want to do it I need to I need to have that run in the morning so yeah that's me half past three I was out there I was like I'm doing this it's radio one let's go I mean I saw some of it on your story and it was amazing like your runs in the morning give me life especially like on the days where you've got like a long day ahead and you just don't want to get out of bed you know we can all relate to that and I think part of being a presenter is is so being so relatable and actually having that thing that everyone can go oh my god I do that like when you were running down the streets in the pitch black and you're like I do not want to be doing this but I am because it makes me feel good (laughs) it's just hilarious to watch isn't it and we had so many um texts and messages in because obviously people were looking at my socials because I was on and you know they were like oh my gosh I've just seen that you're running at half three so it became a whole feature on my um I think it was my second day um show it became a whole feature on there about running and instant regrets because I was basically like I instantly regretted it when I went out because it was you know last day of December it was freezing um so yeah it created a whole feature on there of instant regrets yeah, that is that is crazy, but that's a great feature though as well. Again, so relatable. And uh, you know, Radio One's been an amazing m- move for you, but you've had quite an amazing few years. Scrambled is another huge part of your life at the moment on ITV. Saturday and Sunday mornings, kids TV and kids TV. Obviously, I've known you for a while, and that's something that you were really striving to get into for quite a long time. And it does take a long time to get into to jobs like this so you know for someone who is looking at doing kids tv what would your advice be to them like starting out um i think know why why you want to do kids telly because kids telly is so varied so like from the outside and i i definitely thought this from the beginning i was like oh i just want to do kids telly i didn't realize how varied it was so like you have kids telly which is very kids telly so you're talking ages zero to six and that's like milkshake, CBBs, and then you have 6 to 12 is the official bracket. Um, and that's CBBC and CITV, which is where I sit. And so, like, it's completely different where you want to go within Kids Telly. And you have to know why you want to go into Kids Telly. So I knew I wanted to go into Kids Telly because, one, it, I fitted that demographic. Like, at the time that I was starting, I was high energy. I, I kind of have a youthful feel around me. Um, so when I was starting out, I was like, this makes sense. I, that's where I fit. But also I knew that it was a very well-trodden path into entertainment, which is where I wanted to end up in the future. So I was like, actually, this makes sense for me. So I always say to anyone that wants to go into Kids Telly, know why you're going in, because the reason why you're going in will determine where you go in Kids Telly. So for instance, if I'd gone to Milkshake, which I auditioned for years and years and years ago. Um, really glad that it didn't come off in the nicest possible way because it just w- wouldn't have been the right fit for me. I, I didn't realise that obviously it was a completely different version of Kids Telly. So I'd say anyone that wants to go into it, I would say know why you're going in because that's going to help you to know where you sit within that genre. Um, and number two, I would say genuinely make the content that fits it. Like don't try and shoehorn yourself. So I think a lot of people just make content that they want to do and have jobs that they want to do and they go oh yeah but I'd be suitable for kids it's like no you've actually got to make content that would be that would actually be watched by kids if that makes sense not necessarily like reading a book or things like that I did loads of adventure stuff so I did like a travel show um, Mm -hmm. and used loads of that content to which was an adult show I always think adult sounds a little dodgy but not adult but you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't that kind of adult show um but yeah it was for you know adults like the demographic was like 18 to 30 sort of thing 
Um, but loads of that footage was really suitable for kids because it was like adventure. I was kind of being mean. It was quite relaxed. So I would always say just know that it's the content, like pick your content and don't assume that they'll be able to shoehorn you in. Yeah, 100%. And that's worked really well for you because obviously you're on Scrambled, which is amazing. Some of the characters you get to play are gold. I <laughs> like them a lot and I've, I've had many a fun morning screenshotting yourself to you <laughs> off the TV because I'm that cool. But uh, how did you get into Scrambled? Um, for people that haven't seen it, tell us a little bit about the program itself. Um, so Scrambled is, it is kids' telly because it's on CITV, but it's also on ITV. It's a bit more like a, um, I guess, a family show in, in a way, because it's basically four presenters. So we've got four presenters uh, pre-COVID. We would all be kind of on our couch. And um, the set looks like a flat. So it's like kind of like flatmates, I suppose. We are just ourselves. We're not like characters or anything like that in terms of the actual presenting. Um, and we just basically play games. We have little characters that we dress up as and we just basically have a lot of fun to be honest think of um I guess back in the day it's a bit more like SMTV live um when Kat Daly and um Ant and Dick did it it's it's that it's that kind of typical Saturday morning telly um so a lot a lot of the people that watch it aren't necessarily kids which is why I always say like it's a family show it's aimed at kids of course it is but um, yeah, there's loads, like we get loads and loads of fan mail from like nursing homes. <laughs> so yeah, loads of people watch it from nursing homes. And I think it's just because it it's just such a form of escapism. Like it's just fun is basically what Scrambled is. Um, and quite honestly, yeah, it, is a, it is a dream come true. It's perfect. I, I couldn't have actually picked probably a better show for me, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's brilliant. And it's a lot of fun. Um, the show itself must be exhausting to make, though, because like you touched on there, the presenting is literally just yourselves. It's being yourself. It's about the personality that you bring to it. But the characters that you have to play, as well as getting gunged, must take hours <laughs> and hours of preparation. Like, I remember one time you had to learn a character that was Spanish with a Spanish accent. <laughs> it was just hilarious. Oh, I've done it all. I've done like a brummy turtle. I've done, um, oh, what have I done? I, I honestly can't, I've, got, I've done like an eagle. I've done like a, um, but like they always are like a pirate monster. I've done that one, Loch Ness monster that's a diva. I've, I've done it all literally and preparation wise it is a lot like we have we don't have auto cue we learn all of our scripts off by heart and we basically get a ring binder full of scripts on a Friday and we have to know it by the Monday so it is a lot um I've settled into it now and I think I've not realized how much my kind of pickup has improved like I can read it a few times now and it'll go in whereas oh my goodness when I first started I was like Oh, I was exhausted every minute I was not on camera I was learning lines it was it was a lot but um now it's like yeah it's a breeze love it <laughs> there you go I suppose you learn the tricks of the trade along the way Backstage Brew the podcast never miss an episode search Backstage Brew on Insta Facebook and Twitter right Robin Richford it is now time to play Snog Marry Calab <laughs> the game of dreams on Backstage Brew, where we give you oh, three creative it. people. You have to snug one, marry one. Hypothetically, you've got a boyfriend, not in real life, um, <laughs> and collab with one. And okay. we're going to go with uh, a theme that's very close to your heart today, with James McAvoy, Lewis Capaldi, 
and Kevin Bridges, yeah. as I believe they're all Scottish. Oh, okay, okay. Um, what is this? You can only be with Scottish people. Is that your vibe here? <laughs> <laughs> Pigeonholing. Because you're, you're, you're Scottish, you can only get the Scottish, love it. Um, okay, so I think I would... Oh, this is actually really hard. Um, Lewis, who did you say? Lewis Capaldi. James McAvoy. Yeah. And, and Kevin Bridges, the comedian. Oh, Kevin Bridges. Oh, my God. Okay, so I think I would... Oh, it's, it's a tie. But I think I would marry Kevin Bridges because mm. he would just make me laugh all day long. But then so would Lewis Capaldi. This is the issue. Yeah, I know. That's why it's tricky. But I think I'd collab with Lewis Capaldi. True. I think I would. I'd like to work with him and I'd hope that that club would just mean that I could just work with him every day because that would be fun. Um, and then I guess I'd, I'd snog James. Sorry, but it's just because, you know, matter of default, he'd be stuck at the end there, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have a cheeky one with James McAvoy. Who wouldn't, to be honest? <laughs> right. Your career has spanned both screen and radio and podcasts and various different things as well. You've been up and down the country doing crazy amounts of stuff and one of the things that you're doing now in the realm of kids tv stuff is radio fun kids um how does it differ between scrambled and fun kids because obviously radio is a completely different format yeah i think i underestimated the difference between and you'll know this anyway because um i always came from a tv background and i kind Mm. of underestimated the difference in the skill i have to find a way of putting my very expressive face into my voice which wasn't that easy um, at the beginning so yeah I guess it, it does differ a lot it's a completely different thing fun kids I have a lot of control over my show um which is really lovely and it is it is kind of partly produced um but apart from that I get to like come up with my own games and things like that I don't know I just think radio has such a one-to-one aspect that telly doesn't always mm. have um and I think that for me it just it does feel like a completely different thing although it's obviously aimed at the same ages um it is completely different and I just think that radio has a really personal thing especially at the minute because I'm doing it from home so it's like I'm in my living room do you know so it is completely different um in that sense but I I love both to be honest I think it would be really hard for me now to choose between telly and radio if that's your next question (laughs) no it's actually not but it's so true I don't know I don't know what I would choose between it's the same with me with acting and presenting I love both of them equally for for different reasons but you you touched on it there you know the the radio is a completely different skill to tv but another different skill we've had recently is being able to do it from home the whole work from home situation how have you found it because I know for me personally you know, I'm very lucky to have a home studio, same as yourself, where we can work from home. But I really miss studios and people. Like as a presenter, part of it is that you vibe off other people's energy as well. So I find it being at home sometimes quite difficult. What? How have you found it? Yeah, I mean, it's been hell to be quite honest. <laughs> I mean, the only good thing is is the commute. So like, there isn't a commute. Um, so that is perfect because the amount of time I used to spend going into central London to get to the studio and you had to book the studio and all that sort of stuff um but yeah I think I've got used to it now and I almost am a bit worried that when I have to go back to normal like will I just be exhausted mm. um but I do there is some things that I do like about it in the sense that you know you're kind of in your home comforts you've got a bit more control over your day um but I'm yeah I'm, miss, I'm missing I'm missing the buzz of it all to be honest it's really hard to be motivated I do have a new office though so that's really helped well this is <laughs> it like, some people I have know. got a lockdown dog and you've got a lockdown house how does that work that's unfair <laughs> 
I know I was like, nah, I don't really want to pick up poo. I'll just get a house instead. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Unbelievable. So this is, this is what happens when you get to the level that you're at. You can just, you know, pick up a new house. It's all right. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. Yeah, no dogs. I was like, no, because when, when I'm allowed, first thing I'm doing is on a plane out of here and I'm not one to pay for no puppy. What do you call it? Babysit puppy setting true yeah. but i reckon the amount of people that like dogs i get distracted by dogs all the time i reckon if somebody lived close by they would absolutely look after it for a week yeah that is true to be fair i would happily look after a dog for a little bit 100 mm, so cute that's it it's just finding the time isn't it when you're working so much so fun yeah. kids is brilliant um yeah. it's really great fun you've now got a range of new stations as part of the brand as well um mm-hmm. so the station that you are on is the main kind of platform um what kind of ages is that aimed at uh, so Fun Kids is aimed at 6 to 12, same scrambled. And then you've got Fun Kids Junior, which is 0 to 6, which I don't do. Um, I kind of sit in the yeah in the same bracket as scrambled, I guess. But mm. do you know what is so nice about it is I have never really been part of like a, a company that feels like a, a bit like, I know it sounds really cringy, so cringy and I'm going to say it, but a bit like a family. Like I've not physically met most like 90% of them. I only know... Uh, one guy Sean who I knew from before um, and Dan actually but yeah apart from that it's like I've never actually met them but yeah we had a Christmas night out and oh it got wild and we're on Zoom I was like how is this possible um, but it was actually so nice to to have like it's nice to have I don't know like that kind of like sense of company community which mm. we don't get especially in our bedrooms well that's it um, but yeah, that's what I think is my favourite thing about Funk Kids for sure. Yeah, and it is. It's the community, isn't it? I think network is so important in this industry because even when you're working from home or whether you're not working from home, it can be so lonely at times. So having that network of people around you is brilliant. And being part of a family at work, it just it just makes it all the more fun as well if you get on with everyone. It's just, you know, it's a good laugh. Yeah. It is. It just makes such a difference. And it's quite like the WhatsApp group's always kind of kicking off. And yeah, there's some really fun characters in there. It's good. Yeah, hundred percent. And then in the spare time that you've got with that, we work together at Video Blog, which is yeah. a lot of fun. Um, and you've yeah. got a number of shows there as well. So for people that you know haven't um, seen Video Blog stuff before or seen your channels, which ones have you got, and what do you talk about? Well, I've, gosh, where to start? I've been at Video Blog for years, and it's been the kind of perfect what I would call like a training ground. Mm. Um, and it it really is good for like your own creativity and kind of like finding your own voice and things like that so at the minute I'm presenting a show called Turn Up the Mainstream which is all about music and yeah it's very music driven so I talk about maybe like the newest tracks that are out I did like a little top five like pick me up songs that sort of stuff uh, new releases all that stuff Um, I also do uh, I've got a new wellness show called Wacky Wellness um, which I basically try out the weird and wonderful things on the internet and allow you to laugh at me as I do it. Um, I've got, what else do I do? A binge-worthy box set where I review um, Netflix series. Uh, I mean, yeah, I can't think of any more. I've just, I've had so many shows at Videoblog through the years that it's like, pff, I lost track now. Honestly. Yeah. Um, but at the minute, those are the ones that I'm that I'm kind of putting my energy into. Yeah, and this is the thing with video blog as well is that you have all of these shows and you kind of whittle them down to the ones that work and don't work and and the ones that you want to put all the creativity into. But with it as well, it is that training ground of of being able to be creative and kind of figuring out what works and what doesn't work. And I think as a presenter, that's so useful, especially having that ground to 
I mean, yeah, you still have to produce amazing standard work and you still have to produce good quality stuff to go out for people to watch. But, you know, it's really, really interesting to figure out what works and doesn't work. And for me, in terms of like behind the scenes as well, I've learned how to like sort the lighting out, do the editing and things like that that I never would have learned otherwise as well. So it's been so invaluable. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And when I started editing, I kind of like used to do a little bit like just did my showreel and things but then when you have to do it on the regular you actually get really quick at it and I think being a presenter now it's just not what it used to be and you do have to have ideas you do have to kind of produce you do have to do a little bit of editing and all of those sort of things um I've actually really been thinking about kind of going in the director kind of route um recently so yeah I might I might do a bit of that as well but I there's not much opportunity at video blog for that, but yeah, I'll be looking out for kind of other stuff that comes up. I would love to see that. And I'll, <laughs> do you know what? I'd love you to be my director. I mean, I'm quite firm, aren't I? I'm quite firm. I'm very honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's just a skill that I loved. I love doing it. I love being like a creative um, and, and like doing direction. So my boyfriend's an actor, so I've been helping him loads during lockdown because obviously... Um, they can't go into studios or auditions and things like that so yeah I've become like the little self-tape director and I love it um, but yeah it is it is a kind of thing I really enjoy and I think that maybe in a few years to come when presenting is still going but I might get an opportunity to do that as well that'd be cool that would be awesome right so producers out there director hire <laughs> her she's awesome and she fancies Lewis Capaldi no I'm joking <laughs> Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> fancy is humor though I well that's it that's it so what else do you do outside of presenting i mean other than obviously sleep or is that literally all you have time for i know it does sound a bit like that doesn't it geez oh how bored and die sound <laughs> um honestly they're like does this girl have a life like yeah okay we get it do you know what i mean yeah um no i i like running running's like my thing i'm really into that um and i'm a little bit of a telly junkie i just love watching loads of telly um but I've got to be I have got to be careful because I could easily sit there for like you know people are like oh no I get so bored nah not me the worst thing that ever happened to my life was when you can just watch a series a full series on demand that was the worst thing that ever happened to my life yeah dangerous <laughs> you've even made a because series called binge worthy box sets it's that bad literally it is so like it's an actual addiction like I need help like ridiculous <laughs> I don't know who's gone that far <laughs> it's so bad um so yeah do you know what's really uh, really sad at the minute actually when you're like what else do you do I'm thinking absolutely nothing but that's just because we're in lockdown when we're not in lockdown I'm such a big traveler traveling's like my thing I've been to so many countries and yeah I just think you can I don't think you can really like um capture capitalize is that a word capitalize you capture capitalize capture like I don't know anyway you can't really capture let's just go with that <laughs> you really can't capture the things that you can learn when you're traveling like um I'll capitalize no I don't really know what I was trying to say capture we'll go with capturize and if anyone knows what she's on about then let us know <laughs> oh, dear. um yeah basically what I was trying to say is when you travel your brain just I don't know you just never come back the same and I think it's really cool anyway that's me I enjoy my holidays enjoy my running I eat chips with everything um including cereal uh, <laughs> yeah I feel like I'm on a uh, plenty of fish is that what it's called <laughs> <laughs> just 
has gone a very different direction, but we love it. We're here for it. Yeah, it's like, it's like tell me about yourself. Well, this is me. What I like. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I like to do. Outside of presenting and hang out with my mates. Oh, remember we could do that. that yeah. Nice. In person. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So nice. And uh, before we go, um, you mentioned something to me a while ago that I've actually found so useful. And I mean, I work most days, so I find it quite difficult because you always need to be available. But you talked to me about a weekend thing where as soon as Scrambled's done, um, obviously you're on Funkins as well, but then whenever you've got chance, you turn your phone off and have like a screen-free zone. And it's so useful because I realized that actually one of the reasons I don't switch off is because of my phone. And even when I have a day off, I don't really properly recover and catch up with myself. Yeah, no, it's so important. Like, I I do it as much as I can. I actually hope uh, none of the big apps are listening, but I often delete. The, <laughs> I often delete the my social media apps. Like, honestly, maybe three four times a week, I delete them, um, and then I work, and then I will um, you know, re-download them or whatever it is. But yeah, I I just can't I can't kind of emphasize how important it is. To get away from your phone in fact we're actually part of like a social media engagement group aren't we and I am so bad at it because I'm never I'm never actually on it um and that's the trouble like but it's part of the world that we're in and I think it's so amazing for so many good reasons but I do think that we can very I mean it's getting quite deep now but I do think you can really over consume really easily on social media oh 100 um yeah and I just think that it, it, it sometimes can really um you can be having a really good day and then it depends who you follow I guess but you know it can it can really get you in like a bit of a down mood especially at the minute mm. um when it looks like everyone else is doing a million things and you're just sat at home watching your telly I mean if you're me you love watching your telly so you're not bothered <laughs> yeah. but um yeah I, I guess having a screen free day is so important do you have you done it have you tried it yeah I have it's really good I mean I, don't, I can't remember if I turned my phone off or if I just left it upstairs um yeah but then you know it was um it just felt so free especially going out for a run as well and getting that fresh air and just having a bit of like oh freedom space because even you don't realize how much you use your phone for even if you've got your headphones plugged in you're still using your phone like, there's still constant like electric energy making a cup of tea putting something in the microwave it's all like electrodes or whatever they're called yeah well i realized that i was getting to the point where like i wasn't even like i was i was wouldn't even make a cup of tea or I wouldn't even like go in the shower without using my phone in some capacity because I'd be like playing a podcast or I'd be do you know what I mean and it, I was like oh my gosh like this is this is crazy and I, I think did you find it hard the first time you went outside like I think when you leave your house without your phone for like the first few times weirdly you you have this anxiety which is so bad yeah um but I definitely did when I first started it like we'd go to the beach for a day and I'd be like now nah, I'm not going to take my phone and uh, my boyfriend would be like, really? I'm like, no, I'm not taking it. And then it really would give me anxiety. I'd come back like, please, nothing have happened. Please, someone not been trying to get a hold of me. Or, um, But really, I think we just pretend that it's like we're worried someone's trying to get hold of us. Really, we're worried, you know, what's happened on the gram? What, what have I missed? Well, no, but also you're worried as well that you're going to come back and be like, please, nothing have happened. Please, nothing have happened. Open it. No messages. Please, something <laughs> have happened. <laughs> I need someone to want me. Yeah, you're like, you come back, you're like, oh gosh, I'm going to have like a hundred messages and you come yeah. back and you're like, wait, is, it, is there no signal? Like, where is everyone? Yeah, E-E. <laughs> Mom. Yeah. Domino's is my uh, biggest culprit. I am very guilty for 
Domino's and they text me most days. It's very embarrassing. But that's it. That's a, that's the thing, though, isn't it? It's tasty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Robin, it's been a massive pleasure talking to you, and uh, I really hope that after today's podcast, you still get paid partnerships with Instagram. Uh, even though you, you've admitted to de- deleting the app every now and then. Um, but any final words of wisdom for people wanting to get into presenting in kids TV or radio or anything like that? Yeah, I would just say enjoy yourself, enjoy the journey. Um, also as well, be don't be overcritical of yourself, but also be realistic in the sense that, realistic's not the right word, but um, be objective and look at what are you actually putting out into the world? Like what what if someone didn't know you would they be looking at and thinking you're suitable for? Because what you think you're suitable for and what you're projecting can sometimes be very different things. Mm. Um, and so know where you want to go because if you don't know where you want to go and they end up, it's really tricky to find the steps before. Yeah, 100%. Robin, you're a dream. Thank you very much for coming on. Enjoy all of the runs, all of the brews, and uh, <laughs> all of the uh, days off social media, as well as the amazing presenting stuff that you want to do. Before you go, where are your socials for people to follow you and see all of your amazing work? <laughs> Feels a little counterintuitive now, doesn't it? Um, but yes, I'm Robin Richford everywhere. I seem to be very lucky. There's no other Robin Richford that I know of. So it's uh, Robin with a Y and Richford as in rich, money, and Ford as on the car. <laughs> there you go. You get an analysis with it as well. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Backstage Brew, the podcast. Cut. <laughs>